This podcast is produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, fashion for great sounding podcasts. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome back to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Today, it's just going to be me here on the podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit about reinventing yourself at age 40 or 50 or beyond. As the baby boomers quickly approach retirement age and Generation Y is taking over the world, right in between is Generation X. And we don't see a lot of attention, those of us who fall in the middle, those of us born somewhere around 1965 to 1979. We don't get nearly the amount of attention that the baby boomers get or that the millennials receive from the media. And early on when the term Generation X was first coined, I think everybody thought that the whole generation was a bunch of slackers. However, these days, the people in this generation are doing great things. They're doing cool things. And many people in that middle range of the workforce are becoming entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and leaders of companies. And as I talk to people in my own generation, I am kind of at the top end of Generation X. I'll soon be 50, but I'm not quite there yet. I talk to people and they are caught in this sort of mid-range of their life. There's a lot of talk at dinner parties and over beers in bars over how do you reinvent yourself when you're in your 40s or your 50s. And I'll tell you, I kind of did that six years ago when I left corporate America and went out to work for myself. So people are always asking me, was it scary? How did you do it? What did you do right? And I thought today we would just talk a little bit about what does it take to reinvent yourself, to step away from a life that you have sort of built, sort of from the the self-image that you've done ever since college for the career path that you've been on, and carve your own path, go a new direction because it's really not very easy. So today, I'm just going to chat. It'll probably be a little bit shorter of a podcast episode than normal. However, I've said that before, and then we fill up the whole 30 minutes. So have you ever thought about reinventing yourself? Have you ever just thought, you know, I'm in this career, and and maybe you're successful at it. Maybe you're doing really well. Have you ever thought, I want to try something else? This really isn't my calling. Have you ever looked at other people and really felt like they are just in the zone? They're doing something that they love to do. They wake up every day and and they have the advantage of living their dream. And you look at them longingly thinking, I I wish I could have done that, but, but maybe I've gotten too old or maybe I'm too set in my ways or my responsibilities to my company or my family or, or, or what my friends expect from me. Maybe those things are too ingrained and I can't change. Well, I'm here to tell you, I think anyone can reinvent themselves and relaunch their life and their career. It just has to be something that you're committed to, that you really want to accomplish. And I've been giving a lot of thought to this lately because I've been doing this for six years. And even within a career as a speaker and an author and a professional master of ceremonies, I love doing what I'm doing. But even so, I constantly have to be making sure that I'm keeping my business fresh. I had a really interesting experience a few months ago. And that is I talked to a former client. It had been a lot of years since I had spoken at their conference. And somebody on the committee really wanted to have me as the keynote speaker for their annual event. And they ended up going a different direction. And so I asked them why, because win or lose, I always like to know why people made the decisions that they made. And they told me that I was their first choice. But one person on the committee said, we've already heard from him. Now, I went and looked. 
It had been many years since I had spoken at this group, and everybody had turned over. Their membership had pretty much turned over. Their board was all fresh and new. And yet, one person thought, well, we've heard him before, so it can't be anything new. And yet, if you were to go and look at the presentations that I was giving five and six years ago, they look very little like the presentations I give today, both with the information and with the style that I use as a presenter. And yet, their assumption was, I am the same exact person giving the exact same speech that I gave way back then. The truth is, is I have lots of topics I can talk about, and every time I speak, there's always something new because as I experience life, I work in those new experiences into my presentations. And this really got me thinking. People like to put you in a box. They like to think that you're a box and you're so big and you're blue and they put it on a shelf. But the reality is, is that humans aren't static. We're not the same person over time, constantly. We're always changing and growing. And yet, other people don't really give us that chance. So sometimes it, you have to climb out of the box that you're trapped in. I one time heard uh, sort of an analogy. I actually don't know if this is true, but they say that you can store live lobsters in a box with one foot sides and no lid. As long as you have more than one lobster in the box, you have them trapped. And the theory was, is that if one lobster tried to climb out of the box, the other lobsters would grab it with their claws and pull it back in. And that's what happens with humans. When someone tries to branch out and change and grow, sometimes the people around them try to hold them back, pull them back in. They don't want to see anybody escape the box because then it makes them feel bad. And so I think we have to get away from all the other lobsters. If we want a fresh start, we have to go out and do it. So I've been thinking about this and I have a couple of thoughts. And, and the first thought is, if you really want to reinvent yourself, if you want to go a whole new fresh direction for the second half of your life, well, you can't worry about what other people think. If you worry about what the lobsters are going to say, it's going to be easy for them to pull you back into that box. So don't worry about what others say. You're going to run into naysayers. There's going to be people who say he or she isn't capable of that. They don't have the right degree. They don't have the right experience. They don't have the right temperament. But look at people who've succeeded throughout history by reinventing themselves. It happens all the time. There are so many people who really hit their stride in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s. We live in this culture where we celebrate the young, and I think that's fine. That's great. We all were young once, and, and it's an exciting time. However, studies have shown that some of the most active entrepreneurs are age 50 to 64, and some of the most successful entrepreneurs fall into that same age group because the experiences that you have, even if it's in a different industry, help you make better decisions moving forward. So don't worry about what others say. Don't worry that you're feeling like you're getting old or maybe that that boat has sailed. If you have a desire that you want to go after, just go out and do it and surround yourself with great people. Jim Rohn, the famous author and speaker, had a famous saying that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Now think about that for a minute. You're the sum of the five people who you spend the most time with. If those people are above you when it comes to ambition and character, they're going to pull you up. However, if they're below you, they're going to pull you down. So if you want to go and strive and accomplish new things, you got to be hanging out with people who are striving and accomplishing new things. So get around people who stimulate you to be the best you that you can be because you want to push your limits. You want to make sure that you're trying so hard to do a little bit more every single day. I found that it was really easy when I worked in corporate America just to get caught in the same rut. As long as I did the main, you know, the same amount of work and I did the things that my boss was asking me to do, I would get that paycheck. 
but I wasn't wired that way. I wanted to, I wanted to try things new. I wanted to throw some spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. And I worked for a person one time who, when we were talking about the marketing plan, she asked me directly for everything that was on my plan, what was the ROI going to be? Well, sometimes you don't know. You have to try stuff. And I use that analogy of throwing spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. And her answer was, nothing in my company hits the floor. We don't try anything we won't know isn't successful. Well, you know what? I just don't believe that's the way you get to the top. You know, I don't believe that's the way you're going to succeed. If you only go with what's proven and safe, you're only going to get what everyone else has. And look around. I don't think what everyone else has makes them all that happy. A lot of people seem really miserable. So you got to push the limits and you got to try new stuff. And with that, my suggestion is, is that you have to learn and read every single day. You have to try to grow your knowledge base every day, which means listening to podcasts, which means reading articles, reading books, taking a class. You know, Coursera offers some great college-level classes taught by professors at places like Harvard and Stanford and Carnegie Mellon, and these are free to the public online, and they're often six, eight, ten-week classes, and you have homework, and you have stuff that you have to do. This isn't, this isn't just a log on and listen. This is, these are participatory college-level classes that are being offered to everybody at no charge. I've taken a few of these classes, and they inspire me. You know, I didn't get, you know, I didn't go to a top-rated university, but here I can log on and watch these professors from these top schools teach these classes on just about any topic that's offered out there. Log on to Coursera.com and check out what's there and, and try that because if you challenge yourself to learn and grow, you know, gain knowledge every single day, you're just going to get better at it. One of the reasons I started this podcast, and I've said it many times on the show, was somebody told me that if you interview 50 people, never again will you be the same. If you interview 50 people about their path to success, you can't help but do more and be more inspired. And I'll tell you, that was a great piece of advice. If I shut this podcast down today, I would never be the same as I was back in September of 2014 before I started the show. Interviewing the people who've been on the show have been a huge eye-opener for me about entrepreneurship, about ambition, about success. And so make sure that you're finding your way to learn and grow every day. And don't just do it the same way. Change up your routine. Take a Coursera class. Then read a book. Then interview some people. Then listen to a couple of podcasts. Because if we keep doing the same thing every day, it becomes mundane and it becomes boring. And I think that the soul gets poisoned by the boring, mundane routine. So change it up. I had a friend tell me recently when we were talking about this that he tries to take a different route when he drives to work every day. Now, there's not an infinite ways number of ways he can get to work, but he could just take the same way every time. Sometimes it takes him a little longer if he takes side streets. Sometimes when there's traffic on the highway, he gets off at an exit he's never been before and sees if he can discover his way to the office. He says it just keeps him fresh. It keeps him paying attention. And it exposes him to new restaurants and other businesses in his city he's never seen before. So what are you doing to change your routine? Hey, another great tip, if you want to succeed, if you want to sort of start fresh, is look around and see who you can help on their journey. Because other people around you are doing the same thing. As I said, this conversation comes up so often when I sit around with other people who are in their 40s and 50s, and they talk about, you know, kind of what their hopes and dreams are. And, and some people are actively pursuing it, and some people aren't. But if you find someone who is active on the path to improve, who can you introduce them to? The other day, I got... Uh, an email 
from another professional speaker who I had referred to an opportunity that I had heard about. Someone was bringing their conference to Austin, Texas, and they wanted to hire a local speaker for this group uh, of, of women leaders. And they wanted, they thought they wanted to hire a woman, but they weren't sure. They wanted a list of people that they could interview to see who would be the right keynote speaker. Someone reached out to me because I live in Austin. They figured I would have the knowledge of who would be, who would be good for that. And I wanted the opportunity. So, of course, I threw my hat in the ring, but I also threw two other speakers' names in the ring and explained why each of the other two would be fantastic for the opportunity. My friend forwarded all three names, mine and the other two people, to the potential client and CC'd each one of us with a note to my peers saying that I had recommended them for this list. One of them sent me a note, and she was so appreciative that I would put her name on a list, essentially adding her to the competition for a spot that I wanted. And my response was, if I don't refer someone every week, I feel like I failed. And after I sent that, I thought, was that just a line? But really, it wasn't. That's really the way I feel. If I can help other people find success, it's going to come back to me. It's going to help me find success. So I ask you, if you're still listening to this podcast, I ask you right now, when is the last time that you made a referral to somebody that might lead them to a real piece of paying business? If you don't do it this week and you don't do it next week, will you ever do it? You know, I think helping others succeed really brings opportunity back to us. And it's all part of networking. I think if you want to change your life, if you want to get out there and do new things, my suggestion is you got to network like your life depends on it, because I think it does. I think that all opportunities in life come from people. And if you feel like you're stuck in a rut and you can't figure out sort of what your next move is, or, or how would you even begin to go after your dream career? Start networking with people who are living that dream career. Go look for people who are doing exactly what you want to do. Oftentimes, I'll coach people who want to become professional speakers. And one of the questions I'll ask them is I'll say, how many professional speaker friends do you have? Now, sometimes I don't know these people. I mean, they've been connected to me through mutual friends, and this might be the first or second or, or third conversation that we've had. And oftentimes their response is, well, you, and I have to be really blunt. I have to tell them we're not really friends. You know, <laughs> I'm just having a phone conversation with you. We don't hang out. I don't really know you. I don't, I don't know, you know, anything about you. So I don't think that really counts as, as being a friend, kind of maybe an acquaintance. But how many professional speaker friends do you have? And lots of times people say, well, none. I've never talked to one before. I don't know any in my town. And so my advice is get out there and get around people who are doing what it is that you want to do. Because if you go out and network with people who are succeeding in the field, that you would like to go and conquer, I think your chances of finding success go through the roof. Now, before we go on and finish this episode, hey, I got to thank our sponsor. I am so, so fortunate because I have a great sponsor for this show and not just are they someone who sponsors it, they're also the reason this show exists to a large extent. And that is podfly.net. This episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. So if you were thinking, hey, I want to go interview 50 people, but how in the world would I ever start a podcast? Well, call Podfly. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. You know, I, I sit here as I record this today and I think, you know, if I had to go and edit it and everything else, I never would get this episode done, but Podfly makes it possible. And they've got a special offer for you. If you go to podfly.net slash cool things, you'll see an exclusive. This podcast is produced in part by podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. 
Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome back to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Today, it's just going to be me here on the podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit about reinventing yourself at age 40 or 50 or beyond. As the baby boomers quickly approach retirement age and Generation Y is taking over the world, right in between is Generation X. And we don't see a lot of attention, those of us who fall in the middle, those of us born somewhere around 1965 to 1979. We don't get nearly the amount of attention that the baby boomers get or that the millennials receive from the media. And early on when the term Generation X was first coined, I think everybody thought that the whole generation was a bunch of slackers. However, these days, the people in this generation are doing great things. They're doing cool things. And many people in that middle range of the workforce are becoming entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and leaders of companies. And as I talk to people in my own generation, I am kind of at the top end of Generation X. I'll soon be 50, but I'm not quite there yet. I talk to people and they are caught in this sort of mid-range of their life. There's a lot of talk at dinner parties and over beers in bars over how do you reinvent yourself when you're in your 40s or your 50s. And I'll tell you, I kind of did that six years ago when I left corporate America and went out to work for myself. So people are always asking me, was it scary? How did you do it? What did you do right? And I thought today we would just talk a little bit about what does it take to reinvent yourself, to step away from a life that you have sort of built, sort of from the, the self-image that you've done ever since college for the career path that you've been on, and carve your own path, go a new direction, because it's really not very easy. So today, I'm just going to chat. It'll probably be a little bit shorter of a podcast episode than normal. However, I've said that before, and then we fill up the whole 30 minutes. So have you ever thought about reinventing yourself? Have you ever just thought, you know, I'm in this career and, and maybe you're successful at it. Maybe you're doing really well. Have you ever thought, I want to try something else. This really isn't my calling. Have you ever looked at other people and really felt like they are just in the zone? They're doing something that they love to do. They wake up every day and, and they have the advantage of living their dream. And you look at them longingly thinking, I, I wish I could have done that, but, but maybe I've gotten too old or maybe I'm too set in my ways or my responsibilities to my company or my family or, or, or what my friends expect from me. Maybe those things are too ingrained and I can't change. Well, I'm here to tell you, I think anyone can reinvent themselves and relaunch their life and their career. It just has to be something that you're committed to, that you really want to accomplish. And I've been giving a lot of thought to this lately because I've been doing this for six years. And even within a career as a speaker and an author and a professional master of ceremonies, I love doing what I'm doing. But even so, I constantly have to be making sure that I'm keeping my business fresh. I had a really interesting experience a few months ago. And that is I talked to a former client. It had been a lot of years since I had spoken at their conference. And somebody on the committee really wanted to have me as the keynote speaker for their annual event. And they ended up going a different direction. And so I asked them why, because win or lose, I always like to know why people made the decisions that they made. And they told me that I was their first choice. But one person on the committee said, we've already heard from him. Now, I went and looked. 
It had been many years since I had spoken at this group, and everybody had turned over. Their membership had pretty much turned over. Their board was all fresh and new. And yet, one person thought, well, we've heard him before, so it can't be anything new. And yet, if you were to go and look at the presentations that I was giving five and six years ago, they look very little like the presentations I give today, both with the information and with the style that I use as a presenter. And yet, their assumption was, I am the same exact person giving the exact same speech that I gave way back then. The truth is, is I have lots of topics I can talk about, and every time I speak, there's always something new. Because as I experience life, I work in those new experiences into my presentations. And this really got me thinking. People like to put you in a box. They like to think that you're a box, and you're so big, and you're blue, and they put it on a shelf. But the reality is, is that humans aren't static. We're not the same person over time, constantly. We're always changing and growing. And yet, other people don't really give us that chance. So sometimes, you have to climb out of the box that you're trapped in. I one time heard uh, sort of an analogy. I actually don't know if this is true, but they say that you can store live lobsters in a box with one foot sides and no lid. As long as you have more than one lobster in the box, you have them trapped. And the theory was, is that if one lobster tried to climb out of the box, the other lobsters would grab it with their claws and pull it back in. And that's what happens with humans. When someone tries to branch out and change and grow, sometimes the people around them try to hold them back, pull them back in. They don't want to see anybody escape the box because then it makes them feel bad. And so I think we have to get away from all the other lobsters. If we want a fresh start, we have to go out and do it. So I've been thinking about this, and I have a couple of thoughts. And and the first thought is, if you really want to reinvent yourself, if you want to go a whole new fresh direction for the second half of your life, well, you can't worry about what other people think. If you worry about what the lobsters are going to say, it's going to be easy for them to pull you back into that box. So don't worry about what others say. You're going to run into naysayers. There's going to be people who say he or she isn't capable of that. They don't have the right degree. They don't have the right experience. They don't have the right temperament. But look at people who've succeeded throughout history by reinventing themselves. It happens all the time. There are so many people who really hit their stride in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s. We live in this culture where we celebrate the young, and I think that's fine. That's great. We all were young once, and and it's an exciting time. However, studies have shown that some of the most active entrepreneurs are age 50 to 64, and some of the most successful entrepreneurs fall into that same age group. Because the experiences that you have, even if it's in a different industry, help you make better decisions moving forward. So don't worry about what others say. Don't worry that you're feeling like you're getting old or maybe that that boat has sailed. If you have a desire that you want to go after, just go out and do it and surround yourself with great people. Jim Rohn, the famous author and speaker, had a famous saying that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Now think about that for a minute. You're the sum of the five people who you spend the most time with. If those people are above you when it comes to ambition and character, they're going to pull you up. However, If they're below you, they're going to pull you down. So if you want to go and strive and accomplish new things, you got to be hanging out with people who are striving and accomplishing new things. So get around people who stimulate you to be the best you that you can be because you want to push your limits. You want to make sure that you're trying so hard to do a little bit more every single day. I found that it was really easy when I worked in corporate America just to get caught in the same rut. As long as I did the main, you know, the same amount of work and I did the things that my boss was asking me to do, I would get that paycheck. 
but I wasn't wired that way. I wanted to, I wanted to try things new. I wanted to throw some spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. And I worked for a person one time who, when we were talking about the marketing plan, she asked me directly for everything that was on my plan, what was the ROI going to be? Well, sometimes you don't know. You have to try stuff. And I use that analogy of throwing spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. And her answer was, nothing in my company hits the floor. We don't try anything we won't know isn't successful. Well, you know what? I just don't believe that's the way you get to the top. You know, I don't believe that's the way you're going to succeed. If you only go with what's proven and safe, you're only going to get what everyone else has. And look around. I don't think what everyone else has makes them all that happy. A lot of people seem really miserable. So you got to push the limits and you got to try new stuff. And with that, my suggestion is, is that you have to learn and read every single day. You have to try to grow your knowledge base every day, which means listening to podcasts, which means reading articles, reading books, taking a class. You know, Coursera offers some great college-level classes taught by professors at places like Harvard and Stanford and Carnegie Mellon, and these are free to the public online, and they're often six, eight, ten-week classes, and you have homework, and you have stuff that you have to do. This isn't, this isn't just a log on and listen. This is, these are participatory college-level classes that are being offered to everybody at no charge. I've taken a few of these classes, and they inspire me. You know, I didn't get, you know, I didn't go to a top-rated university, but here I can log on and watch these professors from these top schools teach these classes on just about any topic that's offered out there. Log on to Coursera.com and check out what's there and, and try that because if you challenge yourself to learn and grow, you know, gain knowledge every single day, you're just going to get better at it. One of the reasons I started this podcast, and I've said it many times on the show, was somebody told me that if you interview 50 people, never again will you be the same. If you interview 50 people about their path to success, you can't help but do more and be more inspired. And I'll tell you, that was a great piece of advice. If I shut this podcast down today, I would never be the same as I was back in September of 2014 before I started the show. Interviewing the people who've been on the show have been a huge eye-opener for me about entrepreneurship, about ambition, about success. And so make sure that you're finding your way to learn and grow every day. And don't just do it the same way. Change up your routine. Take a Coursera class. Then read a book. Then interview some people. Then listen to a couple of podcasts. Because if we keep doing the same thing every day, it becomes mundane and it becomes boring. And I think that the soul gets poisoned by the boring, mundane routine. So change it up. I had a friend tell me recently when we were talking about this that he tries to take a different route when he drives to work every day. Now, there's not an infinite ways number of ways he can get to work, but he could just take the same way every time. Sometimes it takes him a little longer if he takes side streets. Sometimes when there's traffic on the highway, he gets off at an exit he's never been before and sees if he can discover his way to the office. He says it just keeps him fresh. It keeps him paying attention. And it exposes him to new restaurants and other businesses in his city he's never seen before. So what are you doing to change your routine? Hey, another great tip, if you want to succeed, if you want to sort of start fresh, is look around and see who you can help on their journey. Because other people around you are doing the same thing. As I said, this conversation comes up so often when I sit around with other people who are in their 40s and 50s, and they talk about, you know, kind of what their hopes and dreams are. And, and some people are actively pursuing it, and some people aren't. But if you find someone who is active on the path to improve, who can you introduce them to? The other day, I got... Uh, an email 
from another professional speaker who I had referred to an opportunity that I had heard about. Someone was bringing their conference to Austin, Texas, and they wanted to hire a local speaker for this group uh, of, of women leaders. And they wanted, they thought they wanted to hire a woman, but they weren't sure. They wanted a list of people that they could interview to see who would be the right keynote speaker. Someone reached out to me because I live in Austin. They figured I would have the knowledge of who would be, who would be good for that. And I wanted the opportunity. So, of course, I threw my hat in the ring, but I also threw two other speakers' names in the ring and explained why each of the other two would be fantastic for the opportunity. My friend forwarded all three names, mine and the other two people, to the potential client and CC'd each one of us with a note to my peers saying that I had recommended them for this list. One of them sent me a note, and she was so appreciative that I would put her name on a list, essentially adding her to the competition for a spot that I wanted. And my response was, if I don't refer someone every week, I feel like I failed. And after I sent that, I thought, was that just a line? But really, it wasn't. That's really the way I feel. If I can help other people find success, it's going to come back to me. It's going to help me find success. So I ask you, if you're still listening to this podcast, I ask you right now, when is the last time that you made a referral to somebody that might lead them to a real piece of paying business? If you don't do it this week and you don't do it next week, will you ever do it? You know, I think helping others succeed really brings opportunity back to us. And it's all part of networking. I think if you want to change your life, if you want to get out there and do new things, my suggestion is you got to network like your life depends on it, because I think it does. I think that all opportunities in life come from people. And if you feel like you're stuck in a rut and you can't figure out sort of what your next move is, or, or how would you even begin to go after your dream career? Start networking with people who are living that dream career. Go look for people who are doing exactly what you want to do. Oftentimes, I'll coach people who want to become professional speakers. And one of the questions I'll ask them is I'll say, how many professional speaker friends do you have? Now, sometimes I don't know these people. I mean, they've been connected to me through mutual friends, and this might be the first or second or, or third conversation that we've had. And oftentimes their response is, well, you, and I have to be really blunt. I have to tell them we're not really friends. You know, <laughs> I'm just having a phone conversation with you. We don't hang out. I don't really know you. I don't, I don't know, you know, anything about you. So I don't think that really counts as, as being a friend, kind of maybe an acquaintance. But how many professional speaker friends do you have? And lots of times people say, well, none. I've never talked to one before. I don't know any in my town. And so my advice is get out there and get around people who are doing what it is that you want to do. Because if you go out and network with people who are succeeding in the field, that you would like to go and conquer, I think your chances of finding success go through the roof. Now, before we go on and finish this episode, hey, I got to thank our sponsor. I am so, so fortunate because I have a great sponsor for this show and not just are they someone who sponsors it, they're also the reason this show exists to a large extent. And that is podfly.net. This episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. So if you were thinking, hey, I want to go interview 50 people, but how in the world would I ever start a podcast? Well, call Podfly. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. You know, I, I sit here as I record this today and I think, you know, if I had to go and edit it and everything else, I never would get this episode done. But Podfly makes it possible. And they've got a special offer for you. If you go to podfly.net slash cool things, you'll see an exclusive offer that they have for my listeners. 
So I really appreciate them because they really do help make this podcast happen. So a couple more tips. If you really want to reinvent yourself, if you want to start over, if you want that fresh pop, a couple other things that I think you really should do is share your desire to change with others. A lot of times people just are like, well, I kind of think I'd like to go into real estate, but they don't tell anybody. They continue being an accountant or continue being a lawyer or whatever it is. And they don't tell the people around them what their desires are. I think people do want to help you. And they can't help you if they don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Now, that doesn't mean go tell your boss that you want to go do something else. That might be self-limiting. That might get you out the door a little bit quicker. However, if you share your desire to change with your spouse, with your children, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your brother, with your sister, with those friends that you make who are in that industry that you want to be in, someone is going to have that giving spirit. Somebody's going to have that ability where they want to come out and help you. So share your goals with other people. But in order to do that, you have to set goals. I can't believe how many people tell me I don't believe in that goal setting stuff. And yet everyone I know who sets goals are the people who achieve more. So if you've never actually sat down and thought, what do I want to accomplish in the next six months, the next year, the next five years and written it down, now is the time to do that. If you feel stuck, if you feel like you want a reinvention, a relaunch of your life, figure out what it looks like at the other end. If you don't know what success looks like, you'll never get to it. It's like if you're going to get on an airplane from Los Angeles to go to Hawaii and you're expecting your pilot to take off and get you five hours later to Honolulu, my gosh, don't you want that pilot to have a game plan or a flight plan? Don't you want him to have a goal of where you're going to land? Or would you prefer he just took off at LAX and flew west? Because I'll tell you what, a plane only has so much fuel. And if he just flies west, eventually that plane's going to come down. And I think I would prefer for it to land on the runway in Honolulu instead of in that big blue Pacific Ocean. But the only way a pilot's going to do that is they have to have a flight plan because things happen. There's storms, there's wind, all kinds of things blow you off course. But when you know where you're headed, you just recorrect. I've had pilots tell me that most of the time they're flying, they're off course because they're constantly being blown around and having to fly around obstacles of storms or mountains or whatever. But when you know what that destination is, it's easier to get yourself back on track. So that's, you know, I think a very important thing is have a goal, but then share it with others. And then you're going to have to get over that self-doubt because self-doubt can be so crippling. Trust me, I spent about seven years wanting to pursue the life that I now live. And I just kept thinking, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. How does somebody become a speaker? Why would anybody hire me? I'm not famous. I don't have a best-selling book. And finally, a friend of mine said, get over it. You either are going to do this or you're not. I don't want to hear any more of the self-doubt. And, and that was a wake-up call. I had to get past the fact is, did I believe in myself? And once I knew the answer was yes, I was able to take the steps necessary. Fear will paralyze you along the way. But you can't be scared of failure because failure is part of it. You're going to make mistakes. The first couple of years that I was working for myself, my family, we hemorrhaged cash. I watched, I watched our bank account dwindle to zero. I watched our credit card bills go up to tens of thousands of dollars. And I made some mistakes along the way. I invested in some marketing materials that were useless. I hired coaches who really were pointless. I made mistakes along the way. I hired a, a, one firm to help me with my PR that was like a big flushing sound of sending money away. And yet, you know, without those mistakes, I wouldn't have been able to make the good choices that I made later. Mistakes are just part of it. Don't be, don't be scared of the failure that's going to happen. Use judgment. Hopefully you don't make giant failures that totally derail your whole dream early on, but realize that you're going to make mistakes. Every entrepreneur that I talk to says that they stumbled and they failed long before they ever found the success. And that's one of the reasons 
I think those of us who are in that middle part of our career journey in our 40s and our 50s, I think that's one of the reasons we are so poised for success because we've all made mistakes. We've all done things where we look back and say, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But the next time an opportunity comes by, it allows us to sort of make that tweak. So embrace the fact that you're going to fail and learn from it. But you got to be realistic. You also have to know what you're trying to achieve. If you think, oh, I want to go play in the, the NFL and, you know, you're a 125-pound woman, guess what? That's not a realistic goal. You have to have realistic goals if you want to go forward and do this reinvention. Make sure that it's something that you can do. That's why you got to go meet those people. Meet those people who are doing it because are you like them? Do you have the right piece? Do you have the right stuff to be able to go and do that? And I want you to set yourself up for success. Make sure that those goals that you set, make sure that they're realistic and there's something that you can achieve, but also make sure that they're stretch goals. Make sure that you have to work, that you wake up every day and feel you have to push, push, push. You know, sometimes I joke that my business name should be Sisyphus because I feel like I'm in a Greek mythology where I push the rock to the top of the hill every day. And when I wake up in the morning, that rock is at the bottom of the hill. But the fact is, is that's not the truth. I push that rock up the hill every day and every day I don't get to the top, but I do move that rock. And I stake that rock right where it was. And when I wake up in the morning, that rock hasn't slid all the way back to zero. Sometimes maybe it slides back a little bit, but I've actually set myself up for success. I'm not chasing some sort of fake fame. I talk to a lot of people who want to be famous. I don't know how you get famous. How come, how come Brad Pitt gets $20 million a movie when there's a lot of good looking guys with great abs in Hollywood who are waiting tables on Sunset Boulevard? There's no magic way to go get famous. If my business plan called for me to get famous, I would be setting myself up for failure. That's not what my business plan calls for. As a, as a speaker and a trainer and a master of ceremonies, I'm not a celebrity and I'm not chasing that fame at that level. I don't want to be some guru. I'm not selling something where I'm hoping I have hundreds of thousands or millions of adoring fans. I'm trying to build a practice. I'm trying to build a business where I serve my clients well. I make their conferences better. They want a little bit more of me and they bring me back year after year. And I want to touch the people who are in the audience. I want to serve the meeting planners. I want to serve the companies and I want to touch the people in the audience and hopefully make their experience just a little bit better. And if I can do that every day and make a little money for doing it, then that's what matters. And sometimes I think people make it all about the money. They're trying to figure out how can I make money in my pajamas? How can I make millions of dollars while I'm sitting on a beach somewhere? And there are people who do it and that's great, but I don't think that's the norm. And I'm trying to set my business up for realistic success. So I look around for people who are like me. I look for people who have gone through the path that, that I'm going down so that I'm setting myself up for success. And I'm trying to create a step-by-step -step plan. So I know there's more things I should be doing. I should have a new speaker video. It's been a couple of years since I've up updated my speaker video. But the problem is, is it takes time and money to do it right. And it's just not where I'm able to put that priority now. So I have a plan in place for when that will become the priority. I have a step-by-step -step plan because I can't do it all at once. Somebody told me that, you know, oh, maybe you should redo your website. Well, yes, but that's not the immediate step that will move that rock up the hill, that'll move me forward. So create that plan of where you want to go and then check in with yourself from time to time. Make sure that you're still climbing the ladder against the wall you want to get to the top of. I think it happens all the time is people go and they get a degree and they get into a job and they rush, 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 and they get to the top of that ladder and they look around and they think, this isn't where I want to be. 
It's so much easier to readjust on the lower levels of that ladder if you just say, hey, am I still doing what I want to do? So I check in with myself all the time. Do I still want to be doing this podcast? Yeah, I like it. And I enjoy the feedback that I get from people who listen. If you listen to this podcast right now and you've made it all the way to this point, 25 minutes in, send me a tweet. Send me an email at Tom Singer, T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R, or my email is Tom at TomSinger.com, and let me know you listened, because that gives me just a little spark of, hey, it's worth doing. I also ask myself, do I still want to be a professional speaker 10 years from now? Because right now, I'm not even 50 yet, but someday, I'll be 60, and it's a hard life to be on the road. And so I look for, what am I doing? What steps can I take? What's another plan if I get sick or I get injured? What else can I do to make sure that I'm able to support my family? So I check in from time to time and make sure that I'm doing sort of that right thing. A couple more pieces of advice, and, and then I'll say goodbye for today. And one is, find a mentor. When I talked about the fact that get around people who are doing what you're doing, get one or two people who really want to help you. Find somebody whose advice resonates with you and either formally or informally, ask them to be your mentor. I have a guy, it's an informal mentorship, but over the last six years, he has given me some of the best guidance that has helped my career. He's told me all along the way, you know, kind of, you know, where his path has gone. He's 30 years as a sales trainer and a professional speaker and his advice and guidance you know, it, it hasn't been the key, but it certainly has been the bumpers that have kept me from going into the gutter. You ever take a kid bowling? You put up the bumpers so the ball won't go in the gutter. That's exactly what a mentor will do because they'll see when you're spinning out of control to the left or the right and they'll say, hey, wait a minute. Have you ever looked at it from this other perspective? So go get yourself a mentor. And another thing is show gratitude. Make sure that you're thanking the people in your life who are helping to make a difference. I'll tell you, we live in a world that we get so busy. It is so often that we forget that there are people who support us. My wife, my kids, my friends, my clients. I couldn't do this without them. There are so many people who have referred me to business that has led to more business and more business. And I try to track it back and make sure that the people who have opened doors for me, even three, four, five, six years ago, that I continuously show them that I appreciate them and new people who come into my life. I want to make sure that they know that I appreciate them because people come and go. You're going to have friends in your life who for one reason or another, you're going to drift apart or you're going to have a disagreement. And you know what? People, people go different directions and you know what? That's okay. But hold on to the fact that if you appreciate what they gave you up until there, be appreciative of it. I've had people that I've, I've drifted apart from, but in my heart, I still appreciate them. And, and when I cross paths with them, I try very hard to let them know that. So show gratitude. Don't get so caught up in chasing that goal, in chasing that success, that you forget to notice the people around you. So be brave. If you listen to this episode the whole way through, it's probably because the topic of reinventing yourself and relaunching your life in your 40s and your 50s, it probably resonated with you. And as I said, this conversation's coming up more and more. And I believe there's a lot of people out there who are thinking, how do I do it? What can I do? I want to reinvent myself, but can I? Yeah, I think you can. And I think that there's going to be obstacles. I think there's going to be people who say, no, you can't. And when you change and as you recreate yourself, there's going to be people who won't see it. They're still going to think that you're a box that's so big that's blue that they set on the shelf years ago. And you know what? That's okay. Don't try to please everybody. Just get out there and do the best that you can every day. Visualize the success that you're after. Decide that it's what you want to do and then take action every single day. If this resonated with you, I'd love to chat with you about it. Send me an email. Let me know what you're trying to accomplish. Let me know if I can help 
in any way. Once again, thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I so enjoy hosting this show, and I so appreciate all of you who listen. We'll be back in a couple of days with another interview with someone quite interesting, I hope, here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. In the meantime, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at @TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.